Welcome to the Perth County Podcast, the podcast dedicated to providing you with the insights, tools, and best practices to help your business prosper in Perth County. I'm Sarah Franklin, and today I had the chance to connect with John Nader, MP for Perth Wellington. John was raised on his family farm in Logan Township, now known as West Perth. John was elected and proudly served on West Perth's Municipal Council from 2010 to 2014, representing the Mitchell Ward. From 2012 to 2015, he worked as a lecturer at King's University College. In 2015, John was elected as the Member of Parliament for Perth Wellington in the 42nd general election and re-elected in 2019. In November of 2019, John was named Deputy House Leader of the Official Opposition. John and his wife Justine live in Mitchell with their children Ainsley, Bennett and Carolyn. Welcome to the show, John. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Tell us about your role as the MP of Perth Wellington. Yeah, so, um, you know, honoured to be the Member of Parliament for Perth Wellington. And I think my my biggest priority is to represent the people who live in, in Perth and Wellington counties to to uh, help them uh, on the issues that they face, to help them when they're having challenges with different government programs, and to advocate and fight on their behalf, their behalf when I'm in Ottawa. Great. And I know after your re-election in 2019, you were named the Deputy House Leader for the Official Opposition. Can you tell us a little bit about what that part of your role involves? Sure, absolutely. It's uh, one of those uh, procedural things that uh, doesn't get a lot of press coverage, but uh, uh, it's, it's an exciting and fascinating uh, role within the, within the House of Commons. So uh, the House leadership team is responsible for what goes on within the House of Commons. So motions that get brought forward, uh, debates that are held, uh, when debates are held. So a lot of the nuts and bolts of how the House of Commons uh, operates. Uh, one of the added uh, responsibilities that I've been given uh, is responsibility for question period. So uh, I'm responsible for the questions that get asked, get, get asked each week, uh, who asks them, what topics we focus on, and kind of the issues we raise. So that's uh, part of the uh, day-to-day function. It uh, usually starts with an early morning trying to uh, read the press clippings of what's going on and then prepare for the question period of that day. So the last six months have really been a challenge for the whole country. Um, and I know that you've been uh, been certainly accessible for, for businesses and people in Perth County providing information. What, what has your experience of, of the COVID-19 pandemic been uh, observing sort of businesses across Perth County, as well as um, now that we're moving more into stage three, um, what sorts of things are you seeing as, as the MP? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when all this first hit, you know, back in March, uh, we unfortunately saw the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, There were some real challenges that a lot of small businesses were facing, um, including not being able to open their doors anymore. That uh, hurt a lot of people. And one of the things that I heard from so many small businesses is that they were prepared. They were ready for a slowdown. They were ready for a drop in business. But so many never expected to go down to zero. And that's what so many people happened. They had to to close their doors. uh, They had to shut up shop and basically had no revenue coming in. And some of them are still struggling uh, to this day uh, due to a number of of factors. And so that's what we've really seen uh, happening. Um, A lot of small businesses being particularly hard hit, um, being unable to operate. But we've also seen some positives. We've seen a lot of businesses being able to adjust how they do their business, uh, adjust how they uh, serve their their clients and their customers and their community. And I think that's been that's been nice to see. And I think also it's been great to see kind of from a broad community perspective, um, the caring community uh, component. Uh, people really going out of their way to help their neighbors, help their uh, 
uh, their family members, help those who, who are struggling at that at this time. So that's that's been uh, nice to see. And now as you know, the summer months are, have hit, uh, we're entering stage three. It's been good to see a lot of small businesses uh, open up. They've been able to embrace the uh, new regulations they have to comply with and, and go forward um, to restart our economy. So that's been nice to see. And it's been a real positive these last couple of weeks as well. So there's been a lot of program announcements over the last while, and that's part of the motivation for this podcast is to help that information get out there. So I know there are a number of small business programs and some other changes to programs that are kind of on the horizon. I wonder if you can tell us a bit about those. Oh, absolutely. And and one of the things with government is they like to use acronyms. So everything has its own acronym. So I'll try not to use too many acronyms or at least to explain them as, as, as they go through a few of them. But I think especially for small businesses who are looking at restarting, reopening, uh, really you know, jumping back into the economy with, with both feet, um, one of the challenges they're going to have going forward is uh, the challenge of, uh, of the wage, of wage subsidies. So there is a program called the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy, and that's been uh, implemented uh, a number of months now, but it's going to be adjusted going forward as we enter the recovery stage. So that's something that I'm going to encourage a lot of small businesses to look into. So even if you haven't been able to access it up to this point, uh, with the new changes, you may be able to access it and get some subsidy for the employees that you're able to hire back. Um, one of the challenges I've heard from a lot of people is that, you know, to go from receiving this subsidy, to all of a sudden having nothing, it doesn't help with recovery efforts. So these changes will hopefully uh, um, help it help in a, in a small way to get to businesses operating uh, once again. Another program that I wanted to highlight um, is the what's called the SECRA program. Again, another acronym, but it's the Canada Emergency Commercial Rent Assistance Program. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I've had a lot of concerns with how, how this program has been structured. Um, you know, that said, it is there, and I want to encourage people to try to access it. Um, one of the challenges with this program is it is actually run through the landlord rather than through the commercial tenant. So the landlord is one who has to make the application. So to any small business out there who, who pays rent, um, who has a landlord who's willing to work with them, um, it, 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 it can account for up to a 50% um, subsidy that's paid for by the government. And, and then the uh, both the landlord and the tenant also pay 25% for the full 100%. So everyone's taking a bit of a cut there. Uh, but if there's a way that a small business is able to make that work, that they can uh, talk with their landlord, I'd really encourage people to, to look into it because it's not being used right now. So there's a lot of money being left on the table in that program that if we can encourage people to, to access it, uh, all the better. And then the third one I wanted to, uh, to highlight is the SEBA. So the Canada Emergency Business Account. So it's a $40,000 loan, uh, but 10,000 of that is forgivable if it's repaid uh, by 2022. So we would strongly encourage a small business if they haven't already accessed it, uh, to, to try to access it, to, to give them a bit of money for, for cash flow. Uh, there have been changes that made to it to make it broader. Um, again, you know, I don't want to criticize too much. There are still concerns with the program. I'm still uh, fighting for uh, broader criteria. Uh, but for those who are eligible, really encourage people to, to access it at this time. Okay. And all three of those programs, are they'll be available for the foreseeable future? Or are there some deadlines associated with any of these? Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, the wage subsidy was just extended. So that's been extended to the end of the year to allow for, for the recovery stage uh, to go forward uh, with that as well. And the other ones are available into the fall as well. Great. And it's good to hear that there has been some opportunity for changes and modifications as the programs have gone on over time to include more people. 
Uh, absolutely. And, and that's the thing, you know, in, in, a, in a pandemic like this, you know, we want to make sure that these programs are broad enough to hit the individuals and the businesses who need them at this time. And with all of these programs, the information can be quite overwhelming for business owners. Is there a central place you recommend people go to find more information about them? Uh, absolutely. And so I'll say two points here. First of all, um, the information, everything is available online at canada.ca slash coronavirus. So that's the one-stop shopping with all the government programs, whether it's for individuals, for businesses, for seniors, for students, it's all available uh, there. The second thing I would like to say, and I say this uh, as often as I can, is to beware of scams. If, uh, if something sounds too good to be true, it potentially is. So um, if you get a phone call uh, telling you that you have money owing to you for the COVID-19 relief, or if you get an email that says, click on here to get to funding for COVID-19, there's a strong likelihood that could be a scam. So be extra careful, uh, check the email address, check who the sender is, check the website and make sure that it's a reputable source. So one point I always try to make is that if you're on a website to check for the Canada logo on it and check for the email address. If it's a .gc.ca address, that's a government website. So look for that and try to avoid scams because unfortunately there's a lot of scammers and fraudsters out there uh, who are trying to take advantage of people during this uh, difficult time. Yeah, that that's great advice. And um, I'm sure your office is handling some inquiries as well. Is there uh, key contact information for your office if people needed to get in touch or reach out with concerns or issues? Absolutely. So people can free, feel free to give me a call, send me an email anytime, whether it's about COVID-19 issues or issues more generally with the federal government, always welcome feedback and, and hearing from, from people about their concerns. So uh, by phone, give me a call at 519 273 1400 1400 or by email john.nater at parl, And we'll get back to you as quickly as we can with any comments or, or suggestions that we may have uh, to help you get through this difficult time. And with an eye to the future, um, is there anything you're working on right now or any key issues that are, that are ongoing, whether they're pandemic related or otherwise that you, you're working on? Uh, absolutely. One of the things I've been focusing on since I was first elected in 2015 has been rural broadband. So high-speed internet for our rural communities. Now, in the last few months, we've seen how important high-speed internet is. So that's one of the things I've been working on and I'm pushing uh, anew right now. Uh, the Western Wardens Association has uh, partnered with SWIFT and they're proposing a, a spending plan right now to the government uh, to connect 95% of rural households to high-speed internet by 2025. So that's actually earlier than uh, what the CRTC is mandating. So it's a great program and it's something I'm gonna be advocating on in the, uh, the weeks to come to hopefully get a partner in the federal government so that we can see uh, so many of our, our rural communities connected to high-speed internet um, in the foreseeable future. Yeah, and if there's one thing this pandemic has highlighted is the need to be able to connect virtually. Oh, absolutely. Everything's being done online now, whether it's socialization or whether it's education, it's being done online. So if you don't have access uh, to high speed internet, you're really being uh, isolated uh, from your community, from your education, from your friends and from your family. So now more than ever, we really need to put a renewed focus on that. Absolutely. So before we wrap up, I'm going to ask you the same question we ask everyone, which is if you can pick just one, what is your favorite thing about Perth County? The farmer's fields. I, I, you know, I grew up on a, on a farm. Um, my my in-laws, my parents are still farming. Um, there's nothing I love more than seeing a freshly freshly plowed field 
or you know a, a field being uh, harvested right now there's a lot of uh, farmers out there uh, harvesting wheat uh, just driving up and down our, our concession roads our county roads uh, seeing uh, farmers out in their fields uh, that's something that really inspires me uh, you know agriculture is a way of life farming is a way of life but it's also a major industry as well it's a multi-billion dollar industry um, for our local farmers and farm families who quite literally feed our country and feed our world so uh, being able to live in Perth County and seeing that on a on a day-to-day -day basis is something that's uh, really special to me and something I always enjoy wonderful well thank you so much for your time John my pleasure thank you for having me Thank you for listening to this week's episode. The information on how to reach today's guest is available in the episode notes. If you found this information helpful, please consider sharing and make sure you subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with all the latest. You can find more information on our website at perthcounty.ca and by searching for Perth County on social media. To reach us, send an email to ecdev at perthcounty.ca. That's ECDEV at perthcounty.ca.